Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with my fellow Your Story travel guides, Margie and Betsy. We hope and pray that you're all staying safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 627, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. Simply email us, Betsy, Vicki, or me, Margie, at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com to book a trip or for a free quote. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so contact us today. Today we continue our series of Walt Disney World Resort reviews. We hope that you're finding these reviews helpful because we understand that when you choose to stay on property, the process for choosing a resort can be very overwhelming and confusing. We hope this series has helped clarify a few things for you. In last week's installment, we talked about the Caribbean Beach Resort. It is considered a moderate resort, and today we continue with another moderate resort review. Vicki, can you share with us which one is on the list for today? Yes, so this is uh, installment number eight of our resort reviews, and we're going to be talking about Coronado Springs Resort. Betsy and I have both stayed there. Margie has not stayed there, correct? I have not stayed there. But that doesn't mean she won't have some grand advice for us along the way. So always, um, always. We're gonna hit some highlights and address hopefully some burning questions that you might have about this resort. Um, along with giving you recommendations that we know from when we stayed there. So Margie's going to go ahead and kick us off with an introduction to Coronado Springs Resort. Okay, here we go. Coronado Springs is a Walt Disney World moderate resort that opened on August 1st, 1997, the year I graduated from high school. The year my daughter was born. Okay, go ahead. The complex has 1,917 rooms and suites situated in three villages around a 15-acre lake called Lego Dorado. Is that how we say that? And 545 rooms in a 15-story tower called Grand Destino Tower. Let's talk about theming for a moment. The feel is definitely American Southwest slash Northern Mexico. Plazas, courtyards, and a rocky shoreline make up the terrain. Grand Destino Tower has a distinctly Spanish flair inspired by Salvador Dali's work. Moving on to the resort layout, here is the breakdown. First, we have the casitas. These are three and four story little houses that offer accommodations amidst plazas, fountains, and palm-shaped courtyards and are the focus of convention accommodations. Architecturally, the casitas represent urban centers like Santa Fe or Monterey. All sorts of surprises decorate the gardens of the casitas, lovely fountains and a serene pool. Disney, of course, wouldn't be Disney if it didn't have topiaries. In the casitas, surrounded by a near circle of gardenia bushes, sit the main characters from the three caballeros. One section of lawn highlights a really beautiful piece of art made out of columns and wooden slats. I have not seen that. Have you seen that there? I have not, but we've stayed there twice. Twice, twice or three times, I'm trying to think. That sounds like a fun thing to go see. Yeah, it's like a um, 
these are things that we need to now go hunt for now that we've done all these reviews and I found out more about these resorts than I knew before. That's why I told Brad, I'm like, so I need to literally do like one day here and one day here. And one day <laughs> well, like with the Flower and Garden Festival, the three caballeros were there as topiaries. So I wonder if they moved them or if it's a, these are separate, different ones. I don't know. Very interesting. No. The ranchos, these are two and three story Pueblo style villas that reflect more arid rural regions in a rustic ranch setting with small streams tumbling over a rocky steam bed. And I believe that must be where we stayed because it seems more like what it's describing. And then there's also cabanas on the northern shore of Lago Dorado are the cabanas which reflect the beauty and serenity of mexico's coastal regions more than half of these rooms have lake views wow that's amazing and the cabanas are two-story buildings with a sandy shoreline oh that's amazing that sounds awesome the grand Destino tower this new addition incorporates moorish tile and spanish style throughout from the front desk now serving the entire resort, resort to the fitness center to the rooms and restaurants extravagant light fixtures and artwork evoke salvador dali's film destino lake lego dorado the resort is built around this 15 acre shimmering lake named for european explorer francisco de coronado Coronado Springs Resort is a showcase of native architecture and landscaping. There is a stepped Mayan pyramid towering over an elaborate pool area with a water slide and playground that doubles as an archaeological dig site for kids. There is a jaguar perched over the water slide, spitting water at guests as they slide down. Coronado Springs is definitely a huge resort, but its expansiveness is also part of its beauty. From almost anywhere at the resort, you can look across water and see the other areas. The view from Grand Destino Tower is particularly impressive. And this is where Betsy needs to talk. Yes, because I got to stay at Grand Destino Tower. I was booked in just a regular room and they upgraded me to the tower. I'm not sure why, but I showed up. I was by myself and um, the bellhop took my bags up to the 14th floor. And when I opened the shades, I saw Hollywood Studios. One direction, I saw Epcot, another direction, and then I could see the top of Blizzard Beach, the water slide. So I was like, just literally just freaking out. I went down my window. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't wait till it gets dark because then it's all gonna be lit up. So the tower definitely feels like a more of a deluxe resort than a moderate resort. Like I felt like I was totally pampered and in luxury. The um, lobby is incredible in the Grand Destino Tower. So I would recommend that over the others. Plus, um, like you can request the bus driver to stop at that bus stop first. And if there's not that many people in the bus, maybe they'll stop there first instead of the other bus stops, which we'll get to later. So also about this hotel, this is Disney's first moderately priced convention hotel. It's a 95,000 square foot convention center that includes a 60,214 square foot ballroom as well as a full service business center. The ballroom can accommodate, accommodate 5,000 for a sit down dinner or 6,500 meeting style seats. There's also a 20,000 square foot junior ballroom. The foyer has a lovely fountain in its center, which I stopped and took a picture selfie of in front of, but it is the dome ceiling that is the true jewel of the entranceway. A soft pink glowing light opens into the dome itself, revealing an incredible mural that depicts a gazebo with doves, lots of doves, sitting flying amidst a spring flower garden. 
Grandestino Tower has added even more meeting space to the resort. Catalina Boardroom is a 24-seat boardroom with a large stationary table, multiple wall-mounted screens, and lots of space to spread out. So do you think that would be used like for a meeting, like a company meeting? That's what I'm saying. I think, you know, your story needs to be used in that meeting space. Yeah, that would Let's be cool. Okay. So Lantana Room is a flexible space that can be divided into the three separate spaces. An adjacent pre-function space offers a show kitchen. Casino Plaza is a 12,000 square foot patio space located outside Barcelona Lounge. Wow. Yeah, this lobby looks... Yeah, the lobby is stunning. amazing. Like stunning. It, 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 it's When we walked in, I'm like, I'm underdressed when we arrived from the Magical <laughs> Express because we had stayed there before the tower was built. And then we came back the next year and the tower had been finished. And so we had to go in that way and it was different. Check Everything was checking in was so different and... And when was the tower built? It's new, like the tower is newer. Just a couple years ago. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought that when we went, like in 2018, we drove by and it was under construction. Right. And so I thought that the whole resort was new, but it's just the tower just that the tower. was new. And now that's their lobby and their lobby, I don't know what they're using for, for sure right now, but when we stayed there, their lobby was just um, like blocked off with, you know, Disney walls decorative uh -huh. walls but disney decorative walls and then they used the other place people just sat there and like met with their family or were using wi-fi and not in their room and but it's still really pretty i mean oh, that lobby is and they're all they're playing that fancy music i i just felt like i was like in this plush place i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and it's only moderate like it's a moderate right. not a delight right. honestly i only paid I think it was 200 with tax for that, that yeah. and I got upgraded to that. I got real, real lucky. And so is the tower normally more expensive? It is. It, it can be almost like double the price of a regular room. So wow. be aware okay. of that, but it's worth it because it feels like you're in a deluxe resort. Right. Yeah. It was really sad because uh, my clients went, that was the room that they had, a lake view room, and then the pandemic hit. Oh. And then, I guess it was three weeks before they were supposed to go on their trip. They had asked me, should we switch? Should we switch? I said, well, let's just see what happens. Well, they ended up putting the basketball players in that building. And so they had to give their room up. And so then they said, well, we're going to send you to Port of Orleans. That was before they knew Port of Orleans wasn't going to reopen. So we did all that. We got them all hooked up at Port of Orleans. And then I think it was nine or 10 days before their trip. They're like, Port of Orleans is not going to open you guys are going to have to stay at Caribbean Beach. And they had a good time there. It's just that this was like their late honeymoon, a year late. Oh, yeah. And, and they thought they were going to have that beautiful view, you know. So they can go back and hopefully do it sometime. So the deal with the room layouts is this. The average guest room is approximately 314 square feet. There are 224 rooms with king-size beds and 99 disabled accessible rooms, which I've noticed the newer the building, they're adding more of that because I think they're recognizing the fact that making that available to people makes that a more go-to vacation spot. I, I, that's what I feel like anyway. Um, their standard room in the Grand Destino Tower is 375 square feet and it makes them the largest of all moderate resort standard rooms. The standard rooms accommodate up to four guests and the Coronado rooms have only one sink, not the double sink setup that the other moderate resorts might have, which could be 
a um, problem for Mr. Black because he does not like that. All rooms have sliding wood doors across the sink area. Grand Destino Tower also offers deluxe suites and one bedroom suites with club access. These rooms sleep up to four adults. A presidential suite with club access can sleep up to six adults. That'd be cool just to look at one of those rooms. There is a two sink in the Grand Destino rooms though. So I don't know if that was clear on that. Oh, good. The power rooms have the two sinks. So maybe it's just the older rooms just have the one sink. Probably. I don't remember him having a problem with that, but that was one thing when we moved in our house, we each had one thing that we wanted, <laughs> you know, when you're buying a house and building it. Right. Uh -huh. And he's like, my bathroom is having two sinks. Yeah, for and sure. So he likes that when we go on vacation as well. And I love that it has the sliding door. Yes. And we just stayed at Pop Century. The last day we were there, my sister-in-law like reached out and was like, what is this part of the wall? And it moved. Oh no! <laughs> you were there the whole time. It was the sliding door that hit away the sink portion, not like yes. the toilet and shower portion, but she was like, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> that's hilarious. So just go make sure that all of your room, like, Go see if the walls move. Like, make sure. No, I'm just kidding. The sliding doors in this one, they look really cool, though. They're like... The big wood ones. Big wooden doors. The one at Pop Century, like, totally, you know, camouflages into the wall. It's white. Just like the wall is white. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it was funny. Architectural beauty. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Coronado Springs is considered a moderate resort hotel, and its prices are in the mid-price range of the hotels at Disney. Standard rooms have a maximum four-person occupancy per room. No charge for children under 17 years old when in the same room as the adults. If you have more than two adults in the room, there will be a $15 per night charge for each extra adult. Maximum of four per regular room. Six per suite plus a child under three in a crib. A standard view room start at about $200 on the low end, up to $1,300 on the high end for a suite. Per night. Per yes. night. Yes. <laughs> um, so the amenities in the Grandestino Deluxe Suite include a four cup coffee maker with decaf, decaf and regular coffee packets. So when I say in the Grand Destino Tower, there was a Keurig and I really enjoyed that. So I don't know if they've updated that or not, um, but this is for the Deluxe Suite. Um, the Deluxe Suite has limited room service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each room has a flat screen TV and all new dark wood furniture. Each room also has an armoire, small table with two chairs, nightstand, ceiling fan, and small wall safe. Hair dryers, iron and ironing board, and small refrigerator are also standard. Available on request are cribs, bed rails, refrigerators, and wheelchairs. There is no charge for wheelchair use at the resort. That's actually really kind of nice. That's really nice. Um, newspaper delivery is $1.50 a day. There are several newspaper vending machines throughout the resort located near the elevators. That is interesting. Um, I'm wondering, I think the small refrigerator, I'm trying to break this all down, <laughs> is in the Grandestino Tower, but I'm pretty sure you have to ask for it in the regular rooms is why that said that. Cause it said a small refrigerator is standard. I'm pretty sure that's in Destino Tower where I don't remember having a refrigerator when we stayed in the standard rooms. That's hard to believe because you would think every room at Disney has a real well, It may have changed since then because you know, they're upgrading like Pop Century has the Keurig too. When you were saying that where we haven't covered the value resorts yet, Okay, but they also have one. I don't, we didn't have a Keurig in Pop Century. 
you were robbed. We were, and I thought for sure we were gonna have a microwave and we were, we did not. No, <laughs> that is one thing that I don't, they think the refrigerator, but they don't think you need the. We we needed the microwave so right. much because you have so many leftovers. Right. Oh yeah. There is a microwave at the cafeteria, like right. in the, you know. Do you use it? No, because it closes at 10. Like the food court closes at 10 right oh. now because of COVID. And so I was like, oh, I can't even warm up my food. Anyways, oh, we, we should have brought a microwave with you. I know we should have. If I would have known, I would have. We have an extra microwave, but we really just wanted to to warm up our cookies. To oh. Eat. oh, that's what it comes down to, Margie. <laughs> Let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> should have turned on the heat and put them on the heater. Yeah, oh we could have just gosh. gone outside for that, Margie. <laughs> They were the cookies. Why can't I think of the name? Gideon's. They were the yeah. Gideon cookies. Oh, those cookies are amazing. Coronado Springs Resort's large and spread out. We've talked about that more than once so far, I believe. There is no one section that is convenient to everything. You're going to find Bell Service staff driving around the resort in carts, very willing to give you a ride to most places you'd like to visit on the grounds, which is good to know because I don't think we knew that when we actually stayed there. The walks are pleasant. It is a distance to get to and from some of the areas of the resort. The configuration is basically a large, almost circular lake beginning at six o'clock is Casitas Building 1, followed by Building 2, and so on as you walk clockwise around the lake. Completing the circle is the Cabanas Building 9B at five o'clock. Grandestino Tower is closest to the quiet pool near Cabanas 9A, but the dig site pool is just slightly longer walk. A stroll around Lago Dorado is approximately 1.1 miles, so we would only have to walk that three times for the 5K. There you go. <laughs> Look at Margie, no. No, I mean, that's not that bad. You can totally do that. But I'm not going to do that once I walk 25,000 steps in the park. I'm not going to do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so crazy. Since the resort is so big, you might be wondering if there's any other way to get around besides walking. The answer is yes. Or shall we say C. Coronado Springs <laughs> Resort. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Oh, when I go there, I should like speak Spanish, right? Isn't it <laughs> yeah. like Spanish resort? Offers an internal shuttle system. Transportation is provided in marked golf cart carts that bring guests to and from all villages of the resort. There are also design designated stops in each of the villages as well as Grand Destino Tower. Again, I think that's a nice perk. Hmm. So now you're wondering, how do I get to the parks? You go on the bus, period. The bus stops are, so there's four bus stops for this resort. You have the Grandestino Tower, the Casitas, the Ranchos, and the Ranchos and Cabanas. If um, you may have to stop at Blizzard Beach um, when you are headed to Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios routes. So be aware of that. I kind of don't like that there's only the buses. After staying at a Skyliner Resort, it makes a difference. Yeah, I love the Skyliners. <laughs> I, just love them. I just love them. She got a little spoiled while she was there. But I guess like at most, I mean, if you're staying at All Stars, it's just bus stops or buses. Yeah. And I guess there are quite a few resorts that are just buses. Yep. So it's not that big of a deal. So we're to what we always all love to talk about. Food, glorious food. The El <laughs> When you go to Disney, you treat yourself. <laughs> El Mercado de Coronada 
formerly known as the Pepper Market. This is the food court and it seats over 400 people in an open air market atmosphere. It serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner and features both standard fare, baked goods, pizza, pasta, burgers, and chicken, and Mexican cuisine like tacos and tostadas. There's also a grill with omelets made to order. They are open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And there is also a cappuccino and espresso window with gourmet coffees and pastries that opens at 6 a.m. A margarita and beer kiosk also offer beverages. Um, I like this one a lot. I want to say before I went on to the next one, they had for their pizza, it is not the normal pizza that you have at the rest of the resorts. This is a, a brick oven. It's a brick oh, oven okay. pizza. So if there is a long line for the pizza place and you are in a hurry, don't go there <laughs> because they can only make so many at a time because of the way that the oven is set up mm -hmm. where they can make them ahead at the other resorts. And that was something that we ended up taking ours to go and waiting for the Magical Express on the last day. So just a heads up. And then there's Cafe Rick's located just off the lobby area. It's a convenient spot to purchase and refill your mugs. They are open from 6.30 a.m. until midnight for quick service. And some of their menu items include egg and cheese sandwiches, quiche, paninis, and wraps. They also serve gelato and fresh baked goods such as cookies, muffins, and danishes. And they have specialty coffees there at their coffee bar. And they offer a wide selection of bottled beers, water, and soft drinks. You can also purchase newspapers there. And the Disney dining plan credits are accepted when the Disney dining plan is in effect, which it is not returned yet since the oh, pandemic. We are all waiting for the yes. Edge seats for that announcement. Yes, we are. We're having a party. Um, there's also the Maya Grill, which is operated by one of the premier restaurateur families of Mexico. It's the full service restaurant featuring a huge wood fired grill. Seating surrounds a Mayan temple replica. The grill also features wines from Mexico, Argentina, and Chile. The Maya Grill is open for dinner from 5 to 11 p.m. That's the one that we found out the other day is owned by the same people that own, I always say it wrong, La Saint-Angel. Saint How do you say that one? Oh, in Mexico. In the, the Mexican in the Mexico pavilion. pavilion. In the Mexico yes. pavilion. Oh, nice. They're owned by the same people. Um, the Rick Sports Bar and Grill, a 300-seat lounge offering specialty drinks and appetizers. The drink list includes the strawberry banana split and the chocolate martini. Appetizers range from chorizo flatbreads to a seasonal fruit and cheese platter. And there is a dress code specifically no sneakers. No sneakers. I have no idea what that is talking about. That's Why no sneakers? I, that's what California grew up. Well, they used to say no shorts and no sneakers or flip flops. But when we were there, they weren't telling people, they weren't telling people you can't come in. Well, we specifically brought clothes for that because our friends had told us that you need to wear like a sundress and. Oh, I didn't know there was a dress code. I remember I just wore, I had come from the park, so I'm sure I had my tennis shoes on. <laughs> well, I'm sure they weren't gonna throw you out. They were glad no, you were No, and I just had a really amazing burger there and fries. But um, I did see um, one of the appetizers that people were sharing was a gigantic pretzel, wow. similar to the ones that they ha are having in the Avengers campus. If you guys have seen that oh, gigantic yeah. pretzel. Yeah. So mm -hmm. and they, the person said it's like the super popular appetizer. So I thought that was kind of a fun thing. Was it the, like the kind of same pretzel as in Germany? Because Germany Pavilion has a really big pretzel too. Is it, is it like hanging? Like he brought it out and it was like hanging on a hook. Oh, that's cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's also the restaurant that has that cotton candy cheesecake that's technically on the kids' dessert menu, but adults can buy it. 
Ooh, that sounds cool. Man, I need to go to this restaurant. Uh, Siesta's Cantina in the Dickside Pool area offers counter service food and drinks from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Laguna Bar offers some light bite options. And of course, there's room service available to resort guests and offers continental breakfast 7 to 11 a.m. and light sandwiches, pizza, snacks, dining throughout the day, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Nice. More food. Goodness, there's a lot of food at this resort. There is, and I don't, I guess because it's a convention hotel, maybe? Right. So, yeah, that would make sense. Oh, um, but there's, like, just, sense. like, lots of little lounges and places to get drinks and snacks, too. So, Toledo has tapas, steak, and seafood. This is a rooftop restaurant atop Grand Destino Tower. I did not realize there was a restaurant up there. Serves Spanish-inspired cuisine and specialty cocktails. Toledo offers sweeping views of Walt Disney World with glimpses of nearby fireworks shows, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. My guess is this is not open right now because I haven't heard anything about this restaurant. I thought that one was open. It's just that you don't get the um, fireworks now. But that that was one of the ones that I had made reservations for my clients to go to. Oh, because I feel like I've never seen that for reservations right now. So maybe it's changed. I don't know. It is absolutely gorgeous. I believe that you have to have um, show them your reservation on your phone to go up, though it's kind of like at Contemporary where they'll only take you to the California Grill level if you can show them your reservation. Your reservation. Okay, no, that makes sense. So there's also the Dahlia Lounge and this is in the Grand Casino Tower. It's a rooftop lounge with beautiful um, Dolly inspired decor and a patio with seating. Drinks include specialty gin tonics. There's the Barcelona Lounge, which serves double duty in the lower level lobby of the Grand Destino. I took a selfie in front of that place. This is gorgeous. <laughs> the coffee bar with grab and go breakfast items in the morning and a cocktail bar in the evening. And last, we have the Three Bridges Bar and Grill. It's located on a platform in the middle of Lago Dorado. This location affords guests with beautiful views of the resort and a unique experience of munching and drinking over the water. I heard that this is just like kind of like a walk up place where you can go and eat there, but it's right on the water. It looks really nice. pretty. I like those walk up places because some of them are pretty, have pretty surroundings. It does say online that Toledo is temporarily unavailable. Okay. So it must still be closed because of COVID. Bum, bum, bum. But more and more restaurants are opening. We know. Like every day. So we had a party. We had a party about the ones that were opening this past week that told us about. So, all right. So they also have a health and fitness facility. The facilities include La Vida Health Club and Casa de Belaza hairstyling salon in the main building. The fitness center in the lower level of the Grand Destino Tower and Iguana Arcade at the Dig Site Pool Complex. Keep in mind that as far as I know, no arcades have reopened yet due to the pandemic, trying to keep that clean and everything. It's just for the safety of everybody involved. The Casa de Belaza Salon offers the following services, such as hairstyling, permanence, colorings, foiling, makeup, nail services, and facials. Um, have any of y'all thought, I'm gonna go to Disney World and get myself a perm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was just thinking, no. do people even get perm? Well, and then I thought to myself, okay, I answered my own question, but my friend, apparently it is a big deal for like, 18 to 24 year old boys or men to get permanence right now. Okay, but at Disney World on your no. vacation? No. no. That's just no. funny that that's even offered. <laughs> I think it's funny to get your hair colored there. I do it before I leave. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. 
The Health Club is the first fitness center at Walt Disney World moderately priced resorts. It's at 3,000 square feet and has Cybex weightlifting machines, free weights, step machines, treadmills, and stationary bikes. The Health Club also has a 200 square foot sauna. It has manicures, pedicures, facials, massage services, tanning facilities, and personal training assistance. One day link of stay and family memberships are available for your stay. The fitness center features state-of-the-art equipment with built-in fitness programs. So you have to pay to even use so. it though. Yep. But, and then you're gonna go get a personal training session when you're at Disney World. <laughs> but is this like the only moderate resort that has Yeah, that's what fitness? it just said. Yeah. Oh they, yeah, sorry. They just said, no, it's okay. They just said that the fit, this is the first moderate resort. Oh, there it is, okay. I apologize. No, you're fine. I, I was still I was still stuck on the perms at Disney and I was trying <laughs> to figure out the scenario. And I was like, well, maybe like sometimes people come from like overseas and they're at Disney for like two weeks at this a is time. True. Or three weeks. So or three weeks. And maybe they cause they like that's their vacation. You right. know, their their holiday. Their holiday. And, and it's like maybe within that time frame they need to freshen up their perm <laughs> could be the situation could be i mean maybe they're coming just to hang out at that resort and they're not even because the, there are people that really do just go for the resort amenities and to hang out at the resort that don't go to the parks some older people don't okay i want to be that person and then they can well they can go and stay at the resort and they can give me their park tickets <laughs> And I will go to the park for them and they can stay at the resort. Can I do that? Is that a job? I bet you can find a Facebook group if you look hard enough. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the pools. The Digsite pool features a 272,000 gallon themed pool, a bar called Siestas, a sand volleyball court, and the largest out or, I'm sorry, hot tub on Walt Disney World property. That just sold me right there. <laughs> I was like, I'm Book her now, ladies. The largest outdoor hot tub? Oh my gosh, it, it accommodates 22 people. But at the same time, do I want to be hot tubbing with 21 other people? No, you do not. Probably not. And there will be more than 22 people in there because anyways, yes. So never mind. It unsold me. I will go to my small hot tubs. I'll be fine. It also features a 46 foot, 46 foot tall Mayan pyramid themed as a modern archaeological dig, dig of a lost kingdom. Dun, dun, dun. You can also find a spinning statue. Nighttime lighting resembles that which you would imagine at a dig site. Water flows from the top of the pyramid down into the pool. The dig site is open 8 a.m. to midnight. The Jaguar water slide is 123 feet long, shoots under a spitting Jaguar, and is partially covered. There is a walkway-type bridge, which allows you to view people in the water slide from above. A children's pool includes a central spouting fountain. So that giant pyramid that the fountain comes down, <laughs> when I was there, I was like, I was asking the lifeguards, I'm like, it would be so cool if there was a slide down that, just down this huge pyramid. But the slide is cool there, but it would have been also cool. That would have been fun too. It is, it's like an amazing piece. It's so, gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. There are three quiet pools, one located in each of the regions, 
casitas, ranchos, and cabanas. Towels are available poolside at the dig site, but no towels are available at the quiet pools. You'll need to take the towels from your room. All the pools at Walt Disney World are geared with children in mind, so there are always steps into the pools. The dig site pool, the main pool with the Mayan pyramid, as well as the quiet pools, have wheelchair access and a place for folks in chairs to slide off in onto a step and slide down into the pool with an extra railing too. And these are, aren't all of the pools at Walt Disney World also heated, like in the winter? I believe so, but I don't want to misquote. The thing that I think is interesting about what you just said is there's always steps for the kids keeping children in mind. Wouldn't a zero entry be easier for a kid? Mm-hmm. I would think mm -hmm. so. Pretty much. I, I mean, it's easier for me. That's what I love about the Caribbean beach. Yes. One has the zero entry. Yes. It's like you're walking from the beach into the ocean. All right, what else fun things can we do? We can go to the Iguana Arcade, which we said is probably not open near the Siesta Pool Bar. There is also the Explorer's Playground, which provides kids an area to dig for artifacts in the sand, play on the swings, or climb into the pyramid. There is a large Mayan head statue in the midst of the playground, partially buried in the sand. I think my kids would love that, like discovering things. Yep. Encircling the lagoon and linking the quiet pools is a 0.9 mile esplanade for leisurely strolls. A nature walk winds its way through the wooded sections of the resort featuring wooden walkways and bridges. The marina, which operates seasonally, is located on the southern end of Lago Dorado near El Cent Centro. It offers kayak, paddle boats, and electric boat rentals. There are also bicycles, both regular and surrey bikes, and they have helmets for those by request. In addition, they'll rent you a fishing pole if you'd like to do some catch and release fishing on the lake. My guess is all of that is not open right now. Some of it was reopening. I saw something on a vlog the other day. Oh, okay. Like the paddle boats, or isn't that the one where you get in and you have to paddle, paddle with yourself? your feet? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a boat that you have to paddle. So it's a paddle boat. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Margie. <laughs> But you're it welcome. takes a lot of energy, so make sure you're not ready for bed when you go do that. <laughs> make sure it's not a day that you've walked 25,000 miles at the parks. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, but yeah, some of it I don't think is, but I think they're starting to ease things back in a little at a time. I wish we knew more. I feel like sometimes we hear a lot, and then sometimes it's like a surprise. Surprise! Of course, the mask was a surprise to all. Yes. So they do have gift shops at the Coronado and Grandestino Tower. Um, that's not a lot, a plethora of possibilities like you would have if you were at a more deluxe resort. The main gift shop at this resort is Panchito's Gifts and Sundries. It's a 6,000 square foot shop filled with Indian and Mestizo handicrafts and Disney's own character merchandise. The shop is named after Panchito, the Mexican parrot in the three caballero, caballeros, sorry. Scenes from the three caballeros are painted on the walls of this shop, and there is a figure of the flying burrow from the film that is central to this shop. That was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did like this store, but I, I will say that I would want to shop at another. It didn't have as many things. Like Margie was talking before we started the show about when she was there, this mug that she really liked was pretty much at every shop that she had been to. This one seems to like have certain kinds of souvenirs there and they may not be what your child wants so you may want to make sure you get 
that if you stay at this resort that doesn't make it a bad resort it's just i'm just saying if don't look for it for your best shopping needs i would say yeah the emporium at magic kingdom or world um world, world of disney. disney at disney springs would definitely be the place to go and they can usually tell you if there's something that you want they can look on their little machine and tell you where it is and what park and what place what store so they totally can wow because we were looking all over for ducktails and there are no ducktails at Walt period? Disney. World. Period. There, they said that there was one thing at Wilderness Lodge, but it was in low um, quantity. Quantity. So, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to go all the way to Wilderness Lodge for it. Yeah. But I couldn't find any ducktails. That's where. Um, but that used to be one of Chrissy's jobs when she was a cast member was mm. locating things for people and telling them. Yeah, because she did. We asked somebody, and she just like plugged it into her little iPad looking thing and she yeah. knew exactly where to go. You used to have to go on a big computer, but now they just do it on iPad. Mm -hmm. Well, and they do know, it is really nice though, that they can, you can ask somebody and you can say, hey, where could I find this? And for the most part, if they're working in the stores then they should know other stores that yep. you can look, so. It is very nice. So thank you, Betsy and Margie, for joining and helping uh, me dive deeper into Coronado Springs Resort. Even staying there, I didn't know as much about the resort as I did until we just got finished. It was a lot of fun. And I hope, again, listeners, this was very helpful for you. I know as a travel agent, it's very helpful for me to do these as well because it helps me know and be able to match it up with my clients to make sure that they get the best experience that they can get. A few final reminders before we sign off, please email us Betsy, Vicki, or me, Margie, at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments to book a trip, to get a free quote, or if you're interested in being a guest on our show. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation, so contact us today. Again, that email is mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Your Story Travel TikTok account, at Your Story Travel. Which is very funny, by the way. Our story guide, Stephanie, is funny on TikTok. She does such good work. I love it. <laughs> uh, be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mouse Capades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there. Bippity boppity boo. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>